only after I am absolutely sure I know your needs and wants and so forth do I begin to even connect the benefits of my product or service with <laughs> what you have already told me you need, want, desire. Yep. And then when it's time to, to ask you for the commitment to purchase, I'm simply asking you to do something that you've already told me that you want to do. And you know that as your guide, I have your best interest at heart. Well, are you more likely or less likely to buy from me right now? More. More. Sure. So by actually putting the other person's interests first, we're actually doing the most self-interested thing we can. Yeah. So, so, you know, when someone needs to hear it from that level, they need to hear it not necessarily from the heart level of why it feels better to do it that way. They need to hear it at first as to why it's actually more profitable for them to do it that way. Now, yeah. once they begin doing this, and they start to really feel how great it is when someone just thanks you for for being their salesperson and for working with them and you know you're adding such value to someone's life now it starts to you know to be you you do this for its own sake because it's just the best most fulfilling way to go about it Welcome to the Leadership Junkies podcast brought to you by Cartavera, the leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. We are back here with episode 88. We have an incredible guest. You may know this name, folks. It's Bob Berg, the author of the book, The Go-Giver, and so many other books and speaking programs around that concept of being a go-giver. The title today is Embracing the Go-Giver Life building relationships that matter by focusing on value for others. That's what it's all about. And it's not about giving away value. It's not about never having anything in return. It's just making a commitment that you're going to focus on delivering immense value to others. Bob is going to talk about the foundations of this way of not just selling but living. He's going to talk about some of the perceived challenges of being a go-giver. He's also going to talk about debunking some of those challenges or what he calls as misperceptions of the concept. He's going to talk about a critical paradox, the paradox that by building deep relationships, it actually helps you get the things you want more quickly and more consistently. You're going to love this conversation with Bob as we talk about all things go-giver and being that person who builds incredible relationships in your life. Junkies podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. I'm going to go with giddy again. Giddy is my word for the day. I am giddy about our guest today. We have Bob Berg with us. And if you don't know the name Bob Berg, first of all, I'm shocked. Uh, and you will certainly know the name and you will know all about his book, The Go-Giver, and more importantly, the philosophy, not from the book, but a way of living. This is not Absolutely. about a way of doing business. This is a way of living and doing it across the, the spectrum of your life. Bob Berg is a sought-after speaker, incredible speaker at company leadership and sales conferences, and his whole platform is about giving. 
Uh, he has spoken on the biggest platforms in the world, and he shares the stage with business leaders and former presidents, and, and that is a very real reality. He's got a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence with sales of over a million copies, and The Go-Giver that he co-wrote with John David Mann has sold over 975,000 copies itself, Wow, 29 languages. This is a world platform that Bob has created. And his newest parable with John is in the Go-Giver series is the Go-Giver Influencer. Hmm. Bob's an advocate, supporter, defender of the free enterprise system and believes the amount of money we make is directly proportional to how many people we serve. It's as simple as that. And he's a lover of animals. Uh, He's a (laughs) self-proclaimed fanatic. He's a past member of the board of directors for Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch in his hometown of Jupiter, Florida which is also where my sister lives. So cool. we have that in common. So welcome, Bob. Welcome. Thank you, Jeff and Craig. It's, it's, I'm, I'm giddy to be with the both of you as well. <laughs> Not everybody gets giddy, Bob. If you, if you go giddy. back and listen to our 85 episodes plus, you'd <laughs> yeah, say right. there's been about three giddies. There's only been three giddies. So you're in rare company. Yeah. So Bob, give us a little bit of your backstory before we jump into the conversation. Yeah, well, I began in, in uh, broadcasting, first in radio and then TV, a very small market, mid-America, a very, very small ABC affiliate. I, w- I ended up being the late-night news guy. Uh, I was probably the worst newscaster that you have ever seen. I could read the news. I mean, that that's pretty easy, but uh, nah, I, w- I was not a journalist. And it wasn't long before I, I like to say, graduated into sales. Uh, and after about three months of failing miserably at that, I was in a bookstore and I saw a couple books. One was by, by Zig Ziglar. One was by Tom Hopkins, two of the iconic sales trainers of our day. Yep. And, and um, I got the books and I just devoured them. And I mm-hmm. learned and studied and read and practiced and, and implemented and did all those things. And in a short period of time, my sales began to really, really go through the roof, actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was written not because of me. It was having a methodology. Yeah. And, you know, from that day, I started to realize, you know, Berg, you do not have to invent the wheel. In fact, <laughs> you're not that talented to invent the wheel. So <laughs> you need to look for where people have done things that you want to do and and emulate that. Then, you know, of course, you put your own spin to it and you, sure. you do it congruent with your own style and values and, and so forth. But uh, I really have great such great admiration from those two men for really giving me my start in sales vicariously since they did it through their books. Um, but from there, I began to really get into personal development, uh, uh, flourished in sales, went on to start teaching others. And uh, what did they used to say in the old Seinfeld show? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, 35 <laughs> years later, here we are talking to each other. Gotcha. Well, wow. Awesome. I tell you, Zig, Zig is one of my all-time favorites. You know, he, he is uh, one of my role models. But I, I got to say, Bob, I'm, I'm giddy to be here, too. Because yeah. ha- after having read your book several years ago, I actually started a company around the ability to connect with people. Mm. And that was the philosophy that we were utilizing in that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Bob, let, let's jump right into it. You know, the Go-Giver and the whole series, we talked a little bit off the air, is such a simple concept. And I think most people buy into it, this idea of giving without expecting anything in return. It, it feels like almost human nature, but I think it's a lot harder than people think because I think there's some obstacles to that thinking because, well, 
I'm going to give and give and give, but when do I get my get? <laughs> but that's right. kind of the idea. Well, but don't I have to go get something because I'm in sales? So talk about just the right. philosophy, the simplicity of it, but some of the challenges in living it. Sure. So so let's look at really what we even mean by the term, yeah. right? A, a, a go-giver is simply someone who has either learned or, or intuitively knew, there's many people who are like that, that shifting your focus, and this is really the key, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that not only is doing so a, a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some you know woo-woo way out there, <laughs> magical, mystical type of reason, oh, just do good things and that. No, this actually makes very logical sense when you really think about it. When you're that person, that all too rare person, who can take your focus off yourself and place it on helping another person, uh, helping them to solve their challenge, helping them to reach success in some way, helping them to um, uh, attain the information they need or connecting them with someone else. When you can focus on helping them get closer to happiness, <laughs> people feel good about you. They, they yeah. want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be a part of your life. They want to be a part of your business. They want to be in relationship with you. And they want to tell others about you. They want to give value to you. And of course, that way, everyone wins. But this actually ties in with, you know, to, to human nature when you think about it. Because, and I, I often, I used to say this whenever I spoke at sales conferences. One of the first things I'd say is, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota. To me. <laughs> okay, they're right. not gonna right. They're not gonna buy from you because you need the money, or even because you're a really nice human being. They're gonna buy from you because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than mm. by not doing. It. And yeah. when you think about it, that's the only reason anyone should buy from you or from me or from anyone else. Now, this is yeah. good news because that entrepreneur or salesperson who can place their focus genuinely and authentically on benefiting that other person, you earn that person's trust. Yeah. You've created that, what we call benevolent context for success. And you've created that situation where the sale is much more likely to happen. I'll tell you, you know, Bob, to me, it transcends the business world for sure. This is the way that my wife and I interact as well. And when, mm -hmm. when I'm focused on serving her and not about what I'm going to get out of it, Oh my gosh, our relationship explodes. It's so sure. good. And in right. a good way. <laughs> yeah. And, and we even had a, a little subplot of that in the book and the go-giver, you know, regarding Joe and Susan's uh, relationship, which of course at first was 50-50. And Pindar, yeah. who'd been successfully married for, you know, like 55 years, <laughs> told him, no, forget about 50-50. Yeah. It's 100. Yep. Okay. It's, 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 how much, and that was, that was actually based on a conversation I had with my dad when I was a kid, when oh, I, was, I was about 10 years old, and so many of my parents, my uh, friends' parents were divorcing. Mm -hmm. And I said, Dad, you know, why uh, is it that, you know, my friends' parents are getting divorced, and you and mom have such a great marriage, and, you know, everyone admires you. And he said, you know, Bob, when you really, really love someone, you actually care more about their happiness yeah. than you so do true. your own. 
Now, in the story, remember when Pindar told Joe that? We use those exact words. We had Joe then ask Pindar, but wouldn't some people call that codependent? And the reason we had Joe ask that is because it's a, you know, if you don't say that, there's someone who's thinking that. Oh, so you're saying you should. No, of course not. We're talking about two people who genuinely feel that same way about each other. And they're both bringing 100%. Their focus is on the happiness of the other person. Yes. And it goes both ways. And so that's, you know, so we we put that in the story because, yeah, it's a business book. It's a business publisher. But we also wanted to kind of get the point across that when you're following universal laws, then success is not just financial. That's important, too. But it's financial, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, relational across the board. Yep. Let's look at let's talk about one of the challenges I've seen out there. I love the concept, love the principle. It's a lot of what when I teach business development, I teach it from a very relational level. And it's all about earning trust, giving value, all those things. Mm -hmm. The biggest feedback I hear constantly is people saying to me, I love this. I prefer it. My company won't let me do this. (laughs) The companies resist this, this idea of giving and relationship. And it's all about hitting the numbers as fast as they can. So what have you seen in that, this reluctance to embrace it, like why they are reluctant and what are some ways you've helped sales and sales managers overcome that reluctance? Now, of course, the, the paradox is the paradox is that, that the more you focus on pleasing the other person, the quicker you're going to hit those. (laughs) Right. I agree. Right. The false, the false premise is that focusing on the numbers, which is really focusing on yourself is going to, to have people buy from you (laughs) quicker fat. And of course we, we know that's, that's not true. Um, so, so, so let's take this a a few ways. Um, one is, so you work for a company that, that does that. Well, now you've got questions you have to ask yourself. Um, can you, can you sell that way? Uh, can you make a, a, a good living that way? But more importantly, can you make a good life that way? Yeah. Is that something that's congruent enough with your values that you're okay doing that? Now, if it's not, please understand, I'm not saying just quit, you go in and quit your job. They said, no, we're, you know, we're living in a world in which where we need to deal in truths and we need to be realistic about it. Now, obviously, if, if the company wants you to do something illegal and unethical and moral, that's a different thing. But I'm talking about just a certain style that your company leadership has. You may not agree with it, but while you're representing their products and them, you've got to do it obviously their way. Now, can you lead upwards and perhaps share and help teach why doing it the go-giver way is a a, a more effective way, a more profitable way? And of course, when you're doing that, you've always got to hit people where they are. And if their whole thing is about the profit and the numbers, which is fine, if that's where they are, then that's how you've got to do it. Yep. You know, um, now, if, if not, and if they just totally refuse and it's something you don't fit well, you might want to look for a place to, to work where their, their values are more congruent with yours and, and you do that, but you don't just quit your job, but you put feelers and you, you do what you can to create that, that environment. The big thing, and let's talk about, uh, if we may, how to help persuade someone that doing it this way <laughs> is actually more beneficial in terms of the bottom line. Okay. Right. 
And so, uh, so let's take this in a one-on-one type of situation where someone says, you know, I, I, not even the company leadership, just a, a person, uh, a, a salesperson says, you know, I love this idea about the go-giver and focusing on them and giving value. And, you know, once I have enough money that I can do that, I will do that. But right now I really need the money. Okay. Yep. So now let's, <laughs> let's look at that. So let's say I'm that salesperson and you're my prospect. Okay. And, and I'm about to do a presentation, sales presentation for you regarding your buying my product or service. Uh, I really need the money and I'm going to focus <laughs> on myself. And my goal is to, is to transfer your money into my <laughs> bank account. Okay. Now I realize I, you, you have to feel good about the product and everything, but my goal is the money. So I go in there and yeah, you know, I'm asking you the questions that I've, I've obviously been taught to ask, but you know, when you answer, you can, you can sort of sense, I'm not really listening so that I can really, really understand your issues. I'm listening so I can think about how I can kind of sharp angle and, and get you to see how great my product is that you yeah. should buy. Okay. Um, when you have an objection, I'm a little defensive. I go through the standard, how to answer it and everything, but I'm a little short with you, a little defensive because you know, this objection of yours is getting in the way of my money. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm closing much too much and trial closing much too much. You can tell that is the ultimate focus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so at the end, when, when I, I do the, 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 the close, eh, you know, it's like maybe something for you may not, but you really know that, that if this works out for you, it's in spite of the salesperson, not because of them. Are you more likely or less likely to buy right now? And if I'm going through this exercise with someone and, and they don't answer right away, I'll say, most people would probably say less likely and they'll go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now let's take the same thing. I'm the same person. I'm just starting. I, I need the money, totally need the money. But what I'm going to do is I am not going to deny my self-interest because I'm a human being. And as a human being, I am actually self-interested, and so are you, and so is everybody else. It's mm -hmm. how our cave person an ancestors survived <laughs> and created more of our ancestors. Okay, so, so, <laughs> right. you know, so so to deny again, we want to live in truth. We don't want to deny nature, yep. human nature, and, and so forth. But so what I'm going to do is I'm not going to deny my self-interest. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it to the side. I'm going to suspend myself, and I'm going to put my focus totally and absolutely on you. Okay, that's going to be my focus, bringing you value. So now I go in and I, I, I ask questions and I'm listening to what you're saying so that I can understand, because I know that when, when it comes right down to it, selling is discovering what the other person wants, needs, or desires yeah. and helping them to get it. And I know I've got to listen and, and not only your, those needs wants it, but I need to listen to what's behind that. I need mm -hmm. to really get your thought process. I need to ask you questions that really yep. help me understand you. And so that, you know, I am trying to understand you. when you have a question or an objection, I welcome it. I also realize it because I know the process more than you do. The, the objection you have may not necessarily be the true objection, but it might be just the outward manifestation of what's really going on, but you don't know enough about it to express it correctly. So you 
just say something like, well, I, and then you give one of the objections. So I welcome the objection and we, we, we work together on getting to the actual heart, the root cause of the objection. And we work through that together. Only after I am absolutely sure I know your needs and wants and so forth, do I begin to even connect the benefits of my product or service with <laughs> what you have already told me you need, want, and desire. Yep. And then when it's time to, to ask you for the commitment to purchase, I'm simply asking you to do something that you've already told me that you want to do. And you know that as your guide, I have your best interest at heart. Well, are you more likely or less likely to buy from me right now? More. More. Sure. So by actually putting the other person's <laughs> interests first, we're actually doing the most self-interested thing we can. Yeah. Right? So, so, you know, when someone needs to hear it from that level, they need to hear it not necessarily from the heart level of why it feels better to do it that way. They need to hear it at first as to why it's actually more profitable for them to do it that way. Now, yeah. once they begin doing this, if they start to really feel how great it is when someone just thanks you for, for being their salesperson and for working with them, and you know you're adding such value to someone's life, now it starts to, you know, to be, you, you do this for its own sake because it's just the best, most fulfilling way to go about it. Absolutely. It, it makes such a big difference when you're, when you're in that space and you're able to deliver the value and you really have uncovered what it is that they need makes a huge difference. Sure. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. The Leadership Junkies podcast is brought to you by Cartevera. Cartevera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartevera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. You can find out more at cartevera.com. Welcome back. The, the two things that come up, because I keep here, there, I think I agree with you completely. It's not hard to agree with you. What I keep hearing and seeing is two things. One is the perception that the way you describe might actually work better, but people believe it's the slow play. It's the long-term play. It doesn't happen as fast, number one. And number two, I think part of the problem is too many of people have taken this idea of yours and turned it into, it's not, it's about never selling versus a different way of selling. <laughs> sure. Just build the relationship and only sell when they call you and say, hey, I love you so much, I want to buy. So they determine that it's not even a sales process. Yeah, well, Jeff, so so first it's, you know, that happens when someone either doesn't read the book, but they've heard the title, <laughs> right? Yes. And, and as you know, as human beings, we make decisions, even major decisions based on very limited information. So if someone says, oh, you know, the go-giver and it's about giving, well, you know, that, that's certainly part of the story, but there are five laws. The last one, the, the second one is the law of compensation. So obviously <laughs> it shows you. And the fifth one is about receptivity. And you do need to ask for the order. Nine times out of 10, you do need to ask for the order. Most people are not going to just say, hey, here's my credit card. Will you take? Can it happen? Sure. I wouldn't depend on that. And so, I, you know, I, I think when we, and there's, by the way, there's other, 
um, aspects of the go-giver that are very misconstrued. Yeah. Uh, thinking that it's about giving stuff away for free. <laughs> it isn't. Now, there's times we do give things away for free in terms of information. Um, Contacts. In that, in that, huh? Contacts. Yeah. You know, and making connections a, for people. Uh, sure. And, and that's fine. And, but a lot of that, you know, and, and let, let's, let's talk about just um, if you're creating content or, you know, videos or even some of the product or whatever. Well, you know, when you give that away, that's not being a go-giver. It's not, <laughs> not being a go-giver. That is a business strategy. Yep. And it's a good one because if you can give away some value, and mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, real good value. I'm not yeah. saying, just, you know, good value. Well, what does that cause people to do? It, it causes them to maybe test it out when they wouldn't have and like it and want to know more and be able to, right? And that, that helps yep. engagement. So that's a business strategy and that's fine. It's a wonderful one. We do that as well. And I, I highly suggest it when it's appropriate for your business. But that's, but giving away something for free is not being a go-giver. <laughs> that's, and it's not, again, it's not not being a go-giver. It's just a business strategy. So people often think, well, does a go-giver not care about making a profit? Well, again, we're, we're, we're defining being a go-giver as some kind of fantasy uh, thing, and, and it's not. So a go-giver tends to be at the higher end of the price spectrum because they're not selling on price. They're selling on high value. A go-giver understands that when you make low price your main selling proposition, you've just basically positioned yourself as a commodity. Right. When you sell on high value, you're positioned as a resource. Mm -hmm. So all these things we do, you know, when people come now and the thing about fast or slow, it's actually for the very reason we went through in that example, it's faster to sell the go giver yeah. way because you're probably not going to sell that hard sell way or that, uh, right. you know, you will sometimes don't get me wrong, but then it's strictly nothing more than a numbers game. And it, yeah. it you know, in it, 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 can it work? Sure. But no, uh, doing it the go-giver way uh, actually positions you to be able to do it faster at higher profits and it's more sustainable. So yeah, I just think it's sometimes that when they hear the word give or giver, you know, they're, they're kind of putting their- yeah, That works for nonprofits, but not for businesses. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think, the, I think the other side of this is, you know, when we have those kind of relationships, when we create the experience of a positive selling situation, it also radically changes the deal for referrals. Oh, and, absolutely. I mean, it's just night and day. So if you're, if you're in there and you're, you know, somebody absolutely needs what you have and they don't have time to go somewhere else, they may end up buying from you in a high pressure situation. Right. But the chances of getting a referral from that are much, much less sure. than going to go, go give a route. Well, this is why we say that all things being equal, or we can yeah. say close enough to equal, but it's more alliterative to say all things being equal, uh, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know like and trust yep. and here's the thing there's no faster more powerful more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely and authentically again moving from that i focus or me focus yeah. to that other focus or as sam one of the mentors in the story advised joe the protege to make your win all about the mm. other person so there's when we talk about being a go-giver, there's nothing about it that's being a doormat or a <laughs> martyr or self-sacrificial. It's yep. understanding human nature. It's understanding the power of relationships. 
And it's, yep. you know, it's understanding the, the value that you bring in being able to communicate that. Yeah. So one thing you said, Bob, I think is really powerful and important for people to hear. And I want to make sure we reinforce it. You talked about suspending self-interest as a concept, but what I heard you describe was actually not suspending it, but reframing it. I, like I think people better. really yeah. struggle to mm-hmm. suspend self-interest, but your idea of, no, we're going to demonstrate, we're going to do this in a way that is self-interested. Right. But it, it, the self-interest comes from putting them first. That's the golden paradox, <laughs> okay. which, which, right. which isn't when you understand human nature. And again, I'm going to, I'll say it goes right back to, they're not doing things for your reasons. They're doing things for their Absolutely. reasons. Yeah. So I, I love how you said that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that may be one of the secret sauces because I know something I shared earlier this year in a speech I gave was about relational selling. And I said, the struggle we all have is we all want something. Let's be honest. We do want something in the process. How do I be relational when I want something? And for me, I change the want. So when I interact with people, my want, my goal is to learn something and enrich my life by that interaction with that person. Yeah. Because that's my goal. The sale is in there, but it's after that. Because now I'm going to interact with them with a place of giving value. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a flow that happens. And if there's an opportunity, I will spot it and follow it. Mm-hmm. If there's not, I'll help them find what they need. Sure. Yep. Sure. I think it, it also makes a lot of sense as we kind of shift this from a, from a sales perspective to a leadership perspective. If we're also doing the same thing with the people that we work with. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes so much sense. I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to take care of my people and make sure that they get what they want. Do you think that they might do a little bit more for you? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. And that's, you know, I, I, and I just love, love that you brought that up because it's when we talk about leadership, we're talking about influence. Well, what is influence? Influence is a, a, on a very, very basic level. Influence can be defined as the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal. Again, just by by definition, that's influence. Now, that's its um, definition, but it is not its essence. The essence of influence is pull, not push. Right. Right? It's an attraction. Great influencers, great leaders pull people. They attract people first to themselves and then to their ideas. Now, picking up on what you said, how do they attract people to their idea, to themselves? Mm -hmm. Well, they focus on the other person. They're internally motivated, but they're externally focused. And they ask questions of themselves to make sure they're focused in the right direction. And those questions they're asking themselves are what? Is what I'm asking this other person to do, how does what I'm asking this other person to do align with their goals? Yep. Align with what? they want, what they need, what they desire. How does what I want this other person to do, how does it align with their values? What problems am I helping them to solve? How am I helping them to get more of what they want? And when we ask ourselves as leaders, when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully and intelligently, genuinely, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another human being our will, but as a way of building everyone in the process, now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment, which yeah. is pull, as opposed to trying to depend on some type of client, which is push. <laughs> now, I, I love it. I love it. It's a great way to wrap it. The conversation, Bob, 
that, that closing line of it's not about push, it's about attraction, mm-hmm. like yeah. caring about putting the other person first. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah. Sometimes perhaps challenging, but not just a way to sell, but a way to lead, to live, to relate, and just experience life. So thank you for that, Bob. Thanks for all your wisdom. Always want our guests to have a chance to share anything in particular to promote and also how do people connect with you or find out? Oh, yeah. Thank you. They can go to Berg, B-U-R-G dot com. Uh, and I was just scrolling down to the bottom to where it says join the go-giver movement that, that basically puts them on the mailing list where they will get a whole bunch of great videos on how to cultivate a network of endless referrals. They'll get Mm. a nice special report. They'll also be notified, uh, when our, um, go-giver success Alliance membership community is ready Mm. to, uh, apply to join. So, and they can go to the books and get a free chapter and see if they like where that's headed. And then they can always click through if they'd like. So Berg.com. Well, Jeff and I will say you, you definitely want the book. So just go ahead and get it. (laughs) Thank you. you. We'll make sure all that's in the show notes. And we always wrap with a, one of our signature questions, which is so perfect for you as an author. Most of you can't see that, but behind Bob is hundreds of books. I'm sure there's more other places. As My home now. is comprised of books with some scattered furniture. Well, <laughs> mine too. I love it. Yeah. You make your whole home a library. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the question is, and this is tough for people who read, frankly, what's the one book that you would tell people, this is the one, if you're going to read one book, yeah. what's the one? And, and it is tough because there are thousands, you know, and, and, and there isn't, so there isn't just one book, but if there was one, <laughs> especially that I had to say to an 18 year old or a 20 year old and said, this is the one that if you understand this, you will be able to successfully navigate your way through life and be successful. Okay. It would be a a book that was actually published posthumously. Uh, It was written by Harry Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E, who was a real hero Mm. of mine. But this book was actually written in the 1960s, never meant to be published. He had written it for uh, two uh, small, two small booklets actually for his sales team. But after he died, his wife, uh, his widow, found it, and she let a, an independent publisher know about it. And thank goodness, because to me, it's his most powerful work ever. It's called huh. "The Secret of Selling Anything," but the title doesn't do it justice. Uh, the person who 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 independently published it named it that. There was one sentence in the book where Harry said, the secret of selling need not be a secret. Secret of selling is simply find out what people want and help them to get it. But <laughs> yeah. really what the book is about, it's a, it's a masterclass in understanding human nature. Awesome. It is absolutely a fantastic, and I remember it was written in the 60s, so the language is 60-ish. And so I, I always tell people, please, you know, please don't be offended that, you know, it's, it's he and him, right, as opposed to he or she. and Things right. like, you know, it's, it's, it's not politically correct in that way in terms of, but that was the writing style back then. And I, you know, I just like to make sure people understand that it was written in the sixties. Of course, the cost of a, a car is a thousand dollars in the book. Right. He's giving an example, <laughs> but you know, if you put those things aside and I, and I hope people will, this book is an absolute treasure. Wow. Uh, well, that's a first. Uh, yep. I, I love learning new things. And that is a first on our podcast and first in my life. Never heard of it. I'll, I did I'll, be, I'll have it. I'll have it on its way by the time we. Hang I, I out. did a review of the book at my blog uh, year, several years ago. Berg.com/slash/blog, and if in the the search just put the secret of selling, 
Or you could even yeah. put Harry Brown again with an E at the end and it will come up and I do an actual uh, uh, a review. Hmm. Of them, so. Okay. Fantastic. We'll put Great. that in the notes as well. Well, thank you, Bob, for being with us. Thanks for all that you shared. And more importantly, thank you for your work in the world because I believe it makes a difference. You've transformed millions of lives and organizations and you've created a legacy that certainly I and many can envy and uh, do our own version of the go-giver in our lives. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Special that is to me. Thank you very, very much. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartavera Tribe. The Cartavera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartavera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.